Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On this episode, I'm joined by two legends, two England legends, two good friends of mine. Well, I call them my friends anyway. It's the great Ben Youngs and George Cruz. This is the Big Jim Show. Is wearing his heels, marching around the town to get some thrills. But it's time to go in now, and he's big and red. A shot of black coffee, now he's super dead. He gets lost on the bearded cows. I showed him lots of whiskey, and he shoots it's like a mouse. Panicking, Crusoe. It's because mm-hmm. we got into about his weight. Look he's fasting. He's he's fasting. He's he's eating eating like a monk, mate. Are you fasting or not? Have you been fasting for three months? <laughs> three years. What's he been doing? I haven't been to the gym in like I've done a couple of like I don't know, business bits in a gym, but I haven't been to the gym in eighteen months. What's the plan? Why? Because you are naturally. I came skinny. out and I said, oh, you know, what I want to look like now, Jim. What shredded? If you're giving up protein as well, it's cruise on the way. You look like cruising. I, d- I like... feel bad for getting stuck into it. No, we've got to get stuck into it. He is no, very no, skinny. It's, it's he is because enough, I look yeah. at Jim. I'm a hundred kgs, mate. Hang on, say, say it, man. Like, big frame. You still have got a big frame out of him. Big I reckon it could chuck him in there, mate, and it'll maul and brawl still. I look at you, cruiser. I don't know what happened to you. So I'm like, you look like someone that's just done a 30 day marathon, and you're on the last leg whilst fasting. Yeah, whilst fasting. <laughs> the guy, and he's got a mile to go. Running, running Africa. Yeah, that lad. You look, yeah, similar. You Same are person. like normally very skinny though. Like your pictures of you yeah. as a youngster and a teenager. And yeah. I remember when we were playing, you had to put on weight, as in trying to eat food to put yeah. on weight and muscle mass. But you were you were big at some point. In your prime, you were you yeah. were big. No, look, I've lost definitely three and a half stone. And I get three I'm, I'm, and a half wow. stone. And people look at me who like maybe might know me, I don't know, a year or haven't seen me for like a year. And they look that, they think maybe I'm Will, my brother. Yeah, or ill, yeah. or ill, will yeah. or ill. Yeah, yeah, will or ill. Oh, that's what they're saying. Do people ill? <laughs> to cruise, do people walk down the street and double take, and then it's the schnoz that gives it away, and they think, yeah. no, it is him. Big old, it is yeah. him. It's like his whole body shrunk, but why is his nose yeah. still still on his uh, maxi protein? I'm being arsed. You're right. not allowed Sorry. to body no, shame. Like, he is. Um, you were like Farquhar though. I remember yeah, in camp, you 100%. used to eat and eat and eat, and he was and. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now he, he doesn't. I can't believe. <laughs> People say that about me as, as well. I've put on a bit of weight, but the yeah. first thing they would say is, oh, oh, how much weight have you lost? You can't say it the other way you've around. Put like on you've put on, I've put on weight now. Well, when I retired, I got, yeah. as you know, Cruz, I was ill. I was fucked. <laughs> I was on my back. Like loads of issues after rugby, but I'm now fully on top of it. So, hey, what are you razor wearing? sharp. How good. What are you wearing? 118, 119 kgs. Oh, it's a good weight. And what were you? We were like 122, 23, I, I was in my prime, 124 yeah. against yeah. India with a hat trick. I was about 138. <laughs> you played India? 
What do you mean I played India? You know how I played India, scored a hat-trick back in the day. I know he, you watched it. He didn't just play India, he dominated India. <laughs> yes. So when I was at Leicester and big on the yeah, on yeah. the piss and whatever and young, I, would, I got, got up to about 135, 138. But you got into that? Did you get to that? Heavy? That was the the heaviest of the heaviest. Imagine That's if you mad. were French, mate. They would have loved you. Oh, well, they did. In, in fact, they'd, they'd yeah. want another ten kilos on you. Right? Well, that was the thing. For one year, they didn't love you that much. Well, no, I had a three year deal. But I okay. remember when I turned up to Montpellier <laughs> and I went from Gloucester, yeah, and yeah. I was around 126 at Gloucester, and yeah. thought I'm going to go to Montpellier, like trim down on the beach, trim loads down. of photos, going to trim kidding. down, get fit, turn up, big awesome. money. Big money. And then I got there and they wouldn't let me play because I wasn't big enough. They were like, no, you need to put on more weight. So they were like feeding me cereal every morning. True story. That's madness. Under Fabian Gautier. Feeding you cereal every morning, that's not like, that's not unheard of, you know? But it's also, as you know, that ain't putting on weight, is it? Like <laughs> no, you're not true, yeah. <laughs> like crazy people there. But yeah, I am never felt better than now. I fully agree. Yeah. How, you're, you're 33. You've, you're retired young, young, eh? Yeah, yeah, 33. Mm-hmm. Are you younger? 34 now. So How crew, many you got? Um, i got one more season left. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see. We'll see whether that's it. Or I'm looking forward. It, it, we'll but, be sat here in two years' time and it'll be looked round at this table. I'm looking forward to seeing how you turn out <laughs> after me. <laughs> we'll get, has you everything all right, mate? You've lost weight and I'll, I, I know which way I'm heading. <laughs> yeah, this I'm, this. Leaving, I'm leaving bowls of food, young as I am in the corner. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at my genetics in terms of the family and yeah. look. And it, yeah. I think it's safe to say that I will be. Mm. Yeah, I'll saw, have plenty of reserves. I saw your brother. Should we, should we put a date in the diary? Yeah, let's let's do a reunion. <laughs> They'll be like, you know how they go to you? Like, surely that's not cruising. Okay, surely that's not Ben. Yes, he's taller <laughs> if he lays on his side. Yeah, What's yeah. happened to him? Comfort zone. That's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Cruzo's not. He's you know grafting. Doing yeah. yoga, mate. Too much yoga. Why? What is this? I don't thing? know. I don't know. I've always <laughs> thought. I don't know. Just I've had eight epidurals, and you know, long back. Just want stuff to make your body feel good, don't you? Mm. So we'll start on that cruise, though, because you mm. are young, 33 still. So you're the youngest here in the studio by some distance. Well, you you're know. 33? Yeah. He's 33. You did just say that, didn't you? And I just, I just sort of like brushed it off because I thought, no, it's not. But you are. You're right. I'm 34 this month, so. You could easily... Well, you couldn't right now, but if he put on weight, right? Especially Jim, if it's windy. He could come back. He could be the, it's windy. He could be the comeback the of all comebacks. Yeah, sought Jesus, after position, on. second row. You know that oh, as well, Crusoe. You, you're in so Japan, and then you, you've you've thrown the towel in way too early, but you, I didn't realise you had that many epidural. Was it the back that was giving you the stick for you to quit? Um, just, I just have other stuff in life to do, I think. like that is a. You just I had enough? I hadn't had enough. Genuinely, I hadn't had enough. There's just more stuff. I've, I figured out there's more stuff to do. Uh, that I wanted to fit in, and like, if you want to fit stuff in, you, you know, and you play rugby for fourteen, fifteen years, there's you start to run out of time to do other stuff. So, uh, and like a genuine decent opportunity with the business, and I, and like you can continue to play, you can continue like go down, sort of get worse and worse, you know. My route. You pointed at me. You pointed at me. You're 100 percent right. No, he, was gl- he was glancing over at me as well. <laughs> I was he? Go on, Cruz. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to capture the audience. Um, <laughs> And look, there was a good opportunity, and like your body is, like it, it goes through the ringer a bit. Um, a bit, a bit, yeah. And How many um, epidurals? Probably at eight, seven or eight, and then I had three. My left ankle was giving me a bit, a bit of an issue as well. And you know, it's just consistent, consistent like l- low to medium level pain is, is a bit annoying after, you know, three, four, oh, five I years. I know. You know, yeah. So that was why. So it was the pain, and you just so pain and but, pain and genuine business, like yeah, good yeah. opportunity with okay. business. That that's that is. 
Oh, I see it. They're so young, so you've got no pain. You've got no business interests. You're still going. I'm still going, mate. Have I? I don't know how you lads do it. I don't. Like the forwards, you it take an mad. absolute mm. battering. And I'm not sh- you know, when you when you scrum mm. off, it all happens in front of you, right? The rucks, the mauling yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. And you just, you look at some of it and you think, oh my God, how's he got up from that? Or, how's he gone and back in for more? Coley, Coley. just never ending. His neck. I, do you know what it is? You know when like, um, if you, when you stop, right? Yeah. You know when you actually stop, like the off season, you stop. Or, um, I just had a week off. So and like, you actually feel horrendous from stopping. So Coley just should never stop. Yeah. You just got to keep going. Keep the train keep going, going and going. Yeah, don't don't stop. Because if he does, I think he'll yeah he'll be he'll be dust. Hey, they've got a podcast now come out called "For the Love of Rugby." That's how much they love it. I know. So I, you... I sent in um I sent in a a dirty pair of boxers hoping Coley would sign them for me, but I've got nothing back yet. <laughs> you want another pair in return, don't you? I want Coley's. I just I miss that smell behind his shoulder. <laughs> oh man, it, it was, locking down. It was something else. It's that. so funny though because I've got one picture up on my wall of playing and it's of Leicester so yeah. it's only of Leicester like where it all started and Youngsy's in there he's about 14 15 years old Coley's there yeah and maybe different for you because you scrum half and you were a young kid when you were there but I'm watching Coley I know he looks 45 he does look a lot older doesn't he but how he's still going in the Man. position he's in and the, the amount of well, games you know? the amount of cash he's made like i'm thinking how yeah. is he because he can and this is with all due respect he's still doing a job mm. and that's respectful because of the position that he's in right you need lads in that position tight head to do a job right doing a job at tight head is significantly better than it sounds because mm. it's a tough position is his body all right i think he would say it's it's not great, but as you say, you do a job right. I mean, tight head is right, it's an international athlete. He's, like, he's, it's a tight head, right? There's not many incredible. people signing up for the for the job, yeah. is it? Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, phenomenal, really, to be fair, because scrum and scrum at test level is so important, mm. and he can lock it down and he can do some damage. So, uh, what do you roll on? Twenty minutes at the weekend. Yeah. So get him out there, you know, shove the loose head over the top of the locks. Fair play to him. I, I love the fact that he's still going. And that's, again, Cruzo, you're obviously three and a half stone lighter, but I, th- I just reckon you had a couple of more years yeah. at the at the top, tap end. Did you fall out of love with it, Cruzo? Did you, Jim? Did you fall out of love with it? Did you just know? Were you like, oh, I'm done? I didn't fall out of love with it. I got pissed off with everyone and everything around me. I started to blame other people for the demise of my, not performances. I had a lot going on. Like, you go in this transition period... Mm which meant something very different back then, but like as in transitioning and out and like similar to Cruzo with your body, like the little niggles and stuff like that, ankle, mm. back, neck. The one point for me as I was playing against Newcastle Cruzo, I was in Dubai on holiday at the time, but I was up in Newcastle playing and Olmstead, the bearded, long-haired Canadian massive, second row. So I'm just literally kicks gone up in the air and I'm cr- <laughs> is li- your back? I'm cradling. I'm cradling. No, this isn't about, this isn't That's the Harlequins. The Quins one, That's that Quins. I'm cradling back, but I'm just looking at the ball. I'm nowhere near the ball. And he runs behind me and just, I thought he's fucking smashed me from behind. And my neck's gone back. And I've shaken on the floor. So both my, my hands and my feet are shaking. So Barnsley's refing, he thought I'd dislocate my shoulder. And they come on. But I've pinched my, a, a nerve in my neck. And I watched the video back and, mate, he's pushed me, as in mildly, in the back. And my head's gone back. And that was the point where I was like, mercy, I'm done. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> just tap it. I'm done. But I finished. I was, my body was an absolute wreck. Like I mentioned, this mm. thyroid 
disease because yeah, we you were, were you were laughing. Yeah, we were laughing. It turns out you're about to die. Yeah. Did you know about that? No, go on. So European Cup final up in Edinburgh, a place where there wasn't a huge amount of glory. Um, who were we playing? Racing or was it Clermont? Clermont. 2016, 2017? No, later. 18 maybe? Uh, oh, it might have been 17. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. details. But I come on for two minutes, games won. And obviously after a big win, you go out and get smashed. We had Exeter the following week. And the, like, the lead-up to that last two or three weeks have been feeling a bit shit and stuff like that. was sick in one of the matches before. Anyway, we've won the match, gone out, jam house in Edinburgh. Me and Kelly are on stage, Mustang Sally, smoking cigars, smoking cigarettes, drinking. Next day, well, the missus had come up from London, pregnant with the twins, absolutely massive, belly button busting out everywhere. And I'm getting back into bed at four in the morning. Can't get out of bed. You know, it's like the next day after you've won something, it doesn't matter. You're up, yeah. you're out, you're ready to go again. Jim had a hangover. Basically, the hangover from hell. That's what Beck thought. And then I thought, oh, I must have food poisoning. I literally couldn't move. Then got on the train, and all the lads are celebrating the Champions Cups there. And I'm lying on the train, like shaking. Like, all these are just pissing Mate, you got loads and loads of sympathy as yeah. well. Yeah, you imagine. Like, oh, you're right there, Jim. Yeah, yeah. The last scene <laughs> of me... Well, Jim knows how to party. Like, you know, party. He knows how to have a good time, and that's the thing. So I, I think lads were like, what the hell's gotten into you? And then the last... So that my last moment as a Saracens player or as a professional rugby player was being driven out of the training car park in the back of a Ford Mondeo. And everyone... People hurling soarings at him. Scotland captain, eh? Scotland vice captain. Leader. Leader of men. That was it. So it, you it talk just shows. About... You, never, you never really... No one ever really gets a send-off. They, <laughs> they deserve all they want, do they? I mean, you've just won Europe, but it ends with the back uh, of a Mondeo. Yeah. yeah. Tough old boot. sport. Head sticking out the boot. <laughs> Yeah. With a drip. <laughs> Literally, it was that. It was that. And then I went through two years of absolute oh. hell of trying to get right. But it is a tough old sport, eh? Hey? Yeah. Like, ridiculous in terms of what you put your body through. And you don't realise, like, now, and, th and this is why, like, the stuff that I did at the World Cup, like, being pitched, like, the way that I talk about the game and the gladiatorial aspect and, you know, trying to sensationalise the physicality, which it isn't, like, you lads know better than me. It's the craziest sport in the world, on the planet, because if you if you marry everything up with like what you put your bodies through, what we put our bodies through, how often you have to do that week on week, mm. the amount of training, and then you marry that up with how much you get paid. Mm. And young as you might have made millions, it's still, but it's not enough. <laughs> no, it's not enough. I, I just don't think it's enough. And we're lucky, we're, we're three of the lucky ones because we got to the pinnacle, you know, played in World Cups, played in big games, made decent money. But you think about the, the, where rugby is now. I will keep pushing mm. for the lads that are going out there fucking doing it because it's the craziest sport. I watched the World Cup, South Africa, All Blacks, the France-South Africa game, Ireland-New Zealand. And as you know, like everyone's speaking about, I have never seen physicality like it. And I'm like, these mm. a million pound, multi-million pound athletes visually, aesthetically to look at. And that's what they should be getting paid. So I, I, I'm all over lads getting as much as they can. Yeah, I think there's um, <clears throat> not only the physical part of it. You know, I, I, that's not something that obviously I've had to mix with physically because I'm not. Oh, you player. have, mate. You played no, it down. It's the but mental. It's the mental side. Mm -hmm. So from a halfback's point of view, you the amount of and I suppose line out calling as well. But you know, it's the tactical stuff throughout the week and the the grind of like. Mm -hmm analysis and how you break them down what do you need to do do you need to get to players what are you going to call in this situation how do you make decisions you know suddenly there's a yellow card there's a red card you lose a, like 
it's the mental side as well because they just keep coming and coming and coming. And now I've stepped away from test rugby, you actually realise they get it even harder. So you're right, Jim, like th those lads, like they don't stop. Like they don't stop. Obviously, um, the league's now taking a little break, sabbatical, uh, until they come back. So they're literally going to be on the grind for eight weeks and then straight back into it. And What's your schedule over the It's just mad. Four or five weeks. Essentially, we're doing like another little pre-season, really. Yeah, that's. I mean, and, and, that's, and, it, and that's what it is. And, and we need that. Like it was crying out. Like we were, you know, there were some broken bodies <laughs> that needed patching up, and they will get to do that for the next eight weeks. But the other lads, they don't. They don't have that luxury. Mm. They're, they're, they're England need them, or Scotland, or Wales, whoever need them. Mm. And then as soon as they come back, clubs like brilliant. We we'll got you back. Out you go again. So you're right, Jim. I just think that that the more they're elite athletes that put themselves through hell really physically and mentally that you'd, you'd, you'd hate to see them uh, you'd hate to see it not keep evolving and trying to bring in a better income for, for those guys that are on the absolute grind yeah I see and like, NFL's an easy one right to talk about because highest paid athletes most viewed commercially very viable but also a contact sport but I just look at how they do it now the two conferences less games jeopardy on every match and the hysteria around every single game when I look at rugby now, it's kind of just everything folds into one, doesn't it? So you've got Prem and then it goes into the Champions Cup and then you've got the Six Nations and then before it's like the Prem was still being played during that and then you've, you're back into the Prem and the URC and then the Champions Cup and then it's just so fragmented that you've got the internationals in there. I just It has to get to a stage, I think, where you've got, like it's compartmentalised and, and it's just clear. So you've got, a premiership window with a URC window, you've got an international window, you've got a Champions Cup window, then an international window, and then you could have like a Super Cup at the end, which they were mm. talking about, where you could have the best of the best globally playing. I just think commercially makes sense. As players, you'll play, right, okay, we've got 10 games, mm. or whatever it is, nine games in the Prem at the start. Then you've got a mini preseason, mm. or you have a few weeks off. Then the internationals go and play in the internationals, and then you could have friendlies and stuff like that for the club players. And then you go into the Six Nations, like the internationals, and then you go into a massive Champions Cup tournament and everything's gearing towards that, as in all eyes are on that one tournament. Because if you're a casual fan, yeah. I struggle. Like, I have to go on the fixture list. It's quite bitty, isn't it? I, I can't even work it out myself. Yeah. Like I know that the Champions Cup is in the round of 16s in April and then there's a break, then there's a Prem and then there's another Champions Cup game and then it's just, uh, just crazy how you just jump in from different tournament to tournament on different channels. Anyway, we've spoken about it loads. We are. No, I totally agree though, Jim, with like for someone that's still in it, is you look at Premier League football, right? It has a start and a finish and it has drama throughout, but it all comes down to a big finish, right? Mm. Rugby, it's start, little break, goes away, test rugby, there's autumn, come back, bit of Europe, stop from Europe, back to Prem. Like, it's all just, you can't keep up with it. And even Six Nations, it's eight weeks, right? So, your casual viewers that engage in rugby just for this one tournament, it goes two games, weekend off, one game, weekend off. It's like, can we get into it? Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, make it into like five weeks, bang it out, nah, and then give the guys a couple of weeks off much. after. You're talking about putting stress on body. Five five international games in a row like that. I, mean, I know you do it in a World Cup. Autumn's four in a row, mate. Yeah, but World Cup's thing, and I think on the back of it, you know, get a better, you get better viewings. I think you get more of a drama to it. So, would it be a lot, Cruzo, if there was no other get? Do you know what I mean? As in proper rest. So, yeah, uh, like, uh, yeah, definitely. If there's like, you just need more, more rest, more rest. Like, 
I remember we could have done like 30, 33, 34 games in a season. Yeah. And they were all, because we were at Saris in a, a time where we were winning, they were all big games. Like, that was that was hellish. But I feel like, I feel like they've got a mix now. They've, they've got three or four less teams, which is obviously horrendous, but gives the, the, the upside of having a bit of break in season. Uh, it's just it's mainly the internationals they've got to look after. I think I think they've always it's always been a push for them, especially being a forward or, or so in that yeah. sort of setup. It's always been a push, but like how, you can't ever align everything because there's there's too many there's too many governing bodies or there's too many you know the, the world rugby's sort of across too many different time zones and different you know like seasons and so on. So the like the the, the end result. Eventually, I'm sure will be some sort of alignment across across the world rugby uh, to have some sort of super spectacle at the end or something. But a long way off that at the moment. Everyone, everyone wants their yeah their piece to be really really good without yeah. sharing it or working. Yeah, I suppose uh, like with a bit of cohesion to try and go right. Actually, for the better cause of the game and for the better, I suppose, success of the global game is. Mm. Let's get some alignment, but it's very much no. We do this, and we're not prepared to budget. No, we do this, and we're not prepared. I mean, you look at the European fixtures; like essentially, it's a, a five rematches. So we're playing Leinster again, which we had in mm. um, the pool stages. If we were to overcome Leinster, then we play La Rochelle Stormers, who we also played in the pool stage. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Like it's, and I think people, like you say, Jim, can't keep up with it, and then just confused by well, the I whole can't situation. Even do you know what I mean? Not that I'm a smart man, but I should be across it. And like, if we're struggling to break it down. But um, European Cup as a what's it called Champions Cup? It is Champions now the South Champions African Cup. team. Well, this it's called the EPCR, but it's EPCR, Champions yeah. Cup. That the is Champions that's some Cup. tournament. It's an amazing, like, as in good, it's amazing, unbelievable. Yeah, I like, absolutely love whole, it. Yeah. Do you like, think the South African teams have made it better? Yeah, why not? I mean, like they've added they've added to it. I'd say. Mm. Um, I know that the, the lads enjoy like a little bit of break going out there. Um, so from a player's perspective. I think that's quite quite different you know you want a bit of difference but yeah I just think it's such a like you know coming into the, the quarters semis finals of those sort of competitions they are proper proper teams that they're virgin on international teams um, but it's getting there like yeah. because the games and then this is comes back to the initial thing like because there's such jeopardy and the games are so big and I'm not saying that a game in the Prem or the URC isn't as big, but I, I think we need more of them big moments and we've played in them big games. Yeah. Like they're unbelievable, aren't they? Yeah. Especially like a team like Leicester where it like rugby and football now, but that is the city. Like it's sport and it is that tribalism of, of football and like the NFL, like the NBA, you see them. But there's just so much. But to get to the point of mm. the round of sixteen now, but the quarters, the semis, the finals that are our, like that international standard of the Six Nations, it's yeah, we need to try and find a quicker route and a clearer route where fans and a commercial model and TV and all that can align so we oh, can get paid right millions. The, the best, so we can get paid. The best, <laughs> you're retired, not me. I know, I know. The best games have consequences, right? So, you know, the Premiership is extremely competitive right now with 10 teams, but there's no relegation. Mm. Like, imagine you put one in there. And I'm not saying it's right because I know clubs have been struggling, but, you know, I just think the best... 
like when you watch rugby at its best, it's consequence. This weekend, consequence in all the games. You know, you don't win, you don't mm. pick up a bonus point. Like I thought Scotland are probably kicking themselves not getting a bonus point right at the end of the game. Ah, we won. You, you, you won, <laughs> but you're thinking, right? You know, 100%. like, because you never know. Yeah. Like, that could come down to, you know, Scotland got and some good pictures at home. And it probably for us. And you just don't know. But like, all these, you want games, <laughs> you know, to captivate you because there's consequences to it. And I'm not sure there always is. So therefore it kind of, do you know what I mean? But... That's for 10 pence anyway. Well, we, that's it. Say no more. <laughs> Crusoe, how's everything else then? Good? Good, yeah. I've got nothing to complain about. I know, um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to have something that I'm, I actually care about. Which is rugby. what? Mate, let's Which is business. Yeah, I'm not I'm yeah. not an out-and-out salesman, but I've got a company, 4-5. Uh, yeah. We do vitamins, uh, hydration tablets, CBD, uh, functional mushrooms, all sort of progressive Coined as game-changing wellness. There you go. There we go. That's the tagline. I love, just, I'm going to, because I pointed at you when you went third on CBD, because I thought that was first. I thought it was CBD first, but you hit mainstream vitamins and all that. Yeah, just mixing it about, you know. Uh, But, mate, good. Like, yeah, we've got, like, we finished rugby, and it is a hell of a change, but um, I feel like, like, we've got our own team. There's seven or eight of us. We're, you know, there's, there's all the, all the things that you can transfer from rugby, I think we're really trying to put put through into a business uh, perspective, but also just in, enjoy it because like, there's 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 so like you you do a career in something for so long and you dedicate loads to it. Uh, I feel like the next thing post rugby, you always like you, you really want that to be enjoyable, mm. uh, and I think we've yeah we've managed to to have that, which is like the big, the biggest thing is going real deep here. You just want a happiness, don't you, and sort of enjoyment in your in your workplace yeah mate i love the humility doesn't want to go too much into <clears> it mate. he's done unbelievably so, well you have you've <laughs> done, done unbelievably well he's oh, been, going to, come on, he's been very well, modest this is why 100 percent, mate yeah. the, the audience that listens to this like the two million yeah. every episode they're our age two million, yeah, yeah yeah it might um, not be that made but yeah but from my perspective and again we yeah. we touched on at the beginning the operations that you've had what you put your body through we can say it you know the dark arts of behind but yeah. the the painkillers that you have to take, all the different supplements that you have to take, you've got no idea what's in them. Like, all causes a bit of drama within the guts, right? Like, yeah, yeah. when you retire. So, you, four or five, set up when you were at Saracens with Dom Day. Yeah. It was CBD-led. I've, yeah. I've had some. I'm not 100% sure what direction the CBD will go, but it's about wellness, right, and the yeah. right nutrition, and it's kind of targeted at everyone. like Because everyone now is looking for yeah. better but- health and... You know, I think like in our careers, <clears throat> definitely looking for like longevity of, of career, so recovery, sleep, all those sort of things. And now I think since I guess we've gone from like a, a pitch to more boardroom setups, now it's like a lot of our, fo- our products are focused on, you know, how we can be, how we can sleep better, how we can focus better, how we can like have a healthier sort of body in general. Uh, so that transition is sort of followed from sport into business, which I, you know I think a lot of people are. Looking at you know, especially people who want to be high performing, looking at how they can focus better in a in their working environment, how they can achieve more, and so on. So, I think that's like the the thread that sort of through us. But yeah, we're in Holland Barrett, we're in Boots. Uh, we've had some really interesting retailer conversations uh, this month, um, and yeah, just like plowing on in really. Um, I think we've got a really nice thing at the moment for a lot of probably grassroots listeners out there. Uh, we're doing over the Six Nations period. If you buy a any one of our vitamins, we'll also gift one to a uh, to a grassroots club. So um, yeah, so 
essentially, if you want to help your club out, help us out. Yeah, four or five. Nice. And what vitamins are they? So you've got, yeah, like, well, let's talk yeah, about all of them. <clears throat> so The base level of what we would have taken as players, so really looked at biotics, fish oils, uh, male, female multivitamins, you more female. Yeah, I take that. Um, you take hormone female. Disease. Okay, yeah, true, thyroid. Uh, uh, more vitamin D and vit C, uh, and really just looked at, like we got a couple of nutritionists who are investors and looked at like actually what we're taking with the like hard plastic coated tablets, which don't dissolve as well. And, and across the board, just really not trying to reinvent the wheel, just make a better quality, more bioavailable product that actually absorbs into your body and, and works. So on the vitamin side, um, yeah, all informed sport tested. So products that we'd be taking. I think you guys at Leicester have Yeah, ours? we do. Yeah, we do. <clears throat> we do, mate. And um, I think everyone now just, just wants it instantly. Like if you know yeah. that something's going to make you feel better or sleep better or be more focused, it's like... It's just the way that we all are. Like you order something online now, it comes to pass on the next day, doesn't it? Like mm. you want, right, how do I sleep better? Right, take this, boom, convenience, exactly. Yeah, yeah. People don't want to be, I don't know, brewing a drink, you know, and got to have it 10 minutes. You know, they just want to, boom, two drops on the tongue or take a yeah. tablet and whatever. They just want that instant stuff. And I think that's the way the world is now. It's just, can they get it instantly? And, mm. and you know, you're providing that service, mate. And yeah, we do, we do use your supplements. Very good, George. They're very good. I always wonder, how, how do they actually even make probiotics or an actual vitamin like how do you actually make how yeah. do you source the actual vitamin um, d <clears throat> so like we go. Into powder here we go. Now we're and digging. then put it in the thing because <clears throat> vitamin d we get you ours, know what I mean? ours, yeah, 100%. Is a, ours is a vegan vitamin d so it comes from uh, algae right um and yeah i, I, I honestly extraction i don't know no. like, like you're gonna like i don't know there'll be some sort of I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll go off on something I have no, no idea. No, about. please do it. I want to hear it. It's good. Let's just make it, shit up. Because that is always interesting, right? Yeah. You, you take this tablet and you think that's pure vitamin D, lovely. And you think, yeah, yeah. how on earth do they? How do they even get yeah, it to yeah. that mm. powder form yeah, into yeah. a little capsule? And how did it even? What, what was it before that? Yeah. And how do they make it to that? No idea. For for chemists, much smarter than us. Okay, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But with the CBD stuff, it seemed mm. like there was this big push for it. And I'm, do I call it a, a fad? I don't know what we call it. That, that might yeah, sound I mean, too, the, the, too bad. But where is yeah. that? Where's the CBD space now? I mean, I've there was a lot I've of hype around it, wasn't there? A lot yeah, of hype yeah. as opposed to a fad. That's not what I'm saying. But it, yeah. you don't hear about it as much. Yeah, I th look, it's it is a huge. It's got it is a huge market, and mm. there's like you know, you've seen customer fee customer feedback. It is, it's like very important uh, for some people, and I feel. Um, it, it definitely had a lot of hype. I think from from our perspective, just trying to make an efficacious product, trying to make like not over hype the marketing side of it, and just uh, have a product that you know for sleep, for for recovery. Um, and I think yeah, it's the market is still very is still massive, um, and I still think it's got a long way to go in terms of development. Uh, I think there's a, there's a process called novel foods, <clears throat> sorry, which. Um, which means you got to be part of like application processes and so on. So it's, that's kind of stunted the, I guess, innovation within CBD at the moment. Uh, but there's like that process is, is clearly good for, you know, so you don't have rogue traders, traders and all that on the market. Yeah. What is CBD then? Just a, a headline because uh, it's it, a cannabinoid. So it's like there are, so say in, in in a cannabis plant there are something like a hundred plus hundred and ten different cannabinoids. Uh, THC is a cannabinoid. That's the one that gives you a high effectively it's psychoactive cbd is, is just another one of those cannabinoids that's been extracted uh, and then within your body is an endocannabinoid system already which they don't know like huge or huge amounts are about like it's fairly i say fairly recent like sort of 40 50 years sort of discovered but like your immune or bowel or like those sort of systems um 
CBD interacts with that and basically balances that and tops it up. Yeah, because I mean, this is the thing, right? As in, I don't know how many painkillers you'd have to take in the position that you play, Youngsy, but I was living on them by the end. Yeah. And I reckon that that was the trigger. I know we were joking about it, I've spoken about it before, that triggered the thyroid, yeah. triggered gut issues, the lot, yeah. and trying to reprogram the body afterwards as as well like it, I think people just people now i've seen like huge amounts of just people want a more natural lifestyle they want a bit more um you know like cleaner products that they're, they're but they also care so much about their health like you look at the the youth coming through compared to you know what they're doing say even in like sari's academy or, or, or in the academies like they're not going out and getting absolutely smashed on any weekend off or or game weekends where when you can and like that would have been completely different to what you and and sort of us as well within uh, within our time uh, and uh, but they're more interested in like you know different biohacking and sort of ways in which they can feel better and wake up on a sunday and feel great rather than going out and getting tanked up oh, they were the days eh? <laughs> they were good down they're great days. days yeah but you're 100 percent right yeah. you cannot do that now and this is what yeah. like you see after the internationals and stuff like where you'd have a big function mm. you, you know if it was a new cap they'd be getting 15 23 drinks bought for them the whole time and you're just absolutely bollocks but it's just near on impossible you can't watch or you can't play a game you i watch watch it now you're like there is no chance yeah you can go and do that and try and rock up next week yeah yeah just impossible it at is. all no, I agree. It's sort of um, <clears throat> the days of those post-match function, like you say, Jim, and lads getting absolutely trolleyed. It just doesn't doesn't seem to happen anymore yeah. Um, yeah. because you're then flirting with days until you feel right again, and you yeah. just can't do it. You can't do it because the demanding, of, you know, even the demand of training size. So it's sort of so, like you say, Cruiser, yeah. what you what you're doing is creating products for people to to take, get better sleep, get better recovery. Because sleep, how did you sleep after games? That's, well, yeah. that's why I had to, yeah. have, a, yeah. have, to have a pint. Shocking. Yeah. Some lads literally yeah. just don't can't sleep. They cannot mm. turn off, the, which is almost unsurprising because of the enormity of the day yeah. and the adrenaline, the amount of caffeine you take in atmosphere and everything like that. You know, and, and, <laughs> chewing gum. Yeah, exactly. About but like, and having three of them. You know, if you can get like, you know, if you're someone that doesn't sleep, you know, it's important. But you know, can have a product something yeah. that actually gets you to that that place you get a decent night's sleep like you're mm. gonna take it of course like the caffeine stuff i was with stephen Kitsoff, get your kits off over in dublin mm. and they're all into these nordics now nice yeah, guy they put lovely guy yeah. lovely guy a lot of the south africans yeah, yeah, are nice yeah. aren't they once you yeah, break yeah. down the the yeah, african yeah. barrier yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all nice lads yeah. um but they're all knocking about we've seen these nordics like these snus, snus, snus what, yeah. whatever it's i don't know what it's called have and you yeah. had one I had one before and nearly, level, nearly had a whitey. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. my mate had some. Big shout out to Craig at Revere. He gave me one at a pub. I hadn't, I I hadn't been out in ages. And I'm literally, I, fucking, I had surgery three days before. And I was like, he That's said, oh, have you tried one of these? It'll mental. make you feel like better. I was like, all right, it's a bit of caffeine, put it in. And literally, I'm outside the pub spewing, having a whitey. But it was medication from that. But they're all on these Nordics. Yeah, yeah. And he had these like ones called Serbians. Yeah, like, yeah. And he's like, have you ever had one before? The I was red like, ones, no. He's like killers, uh, and and then Matt Hansen was like, "Mate, if you've not had one before, do not fucking have a Serbian Nordic and then get up on stage." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd love to see that. Absolutely mental. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah. But what else is happening then, Chris? I'm going to stick with you. So you're doing that. 
doing that, um, doing some consultancy with England. Um, been doing that for the last, last six nations. I'm doing some consultancy. You coaching? Are you still? Uh, not co- not coaching. Uh, like line out analysis, basically. Yeah. Like looking at. I think obviously Steve's a busy man, um, and I think probably the relationship I'd have had with Marrow, who has been calling the line out, um, probably just like slot in and sort of. Yeah, a bit of analysis. I'd look at, um, I'd do a bit of a study of them, present sort of what I'm seeing. And yeah, it's, it's fairly hands off, uh, but it's cool. It's really nice. It's like seeing, you know, obviously, in the World Cup, get to see a good bit of you guys and seeing a lot of like, the players, which sort of maybe because I did retire a couple of years early, still pushing through on that side and sort of maybe having their last couple of years. So um, yeah, it's kind of one foot in, one foot out of rugby. Works quite nicely, I'd say, on, on both sides. Yeah. Nice having him when he comes in. Well, I'm done now, Jim. Yeah, I know. When he but came when he in, when he came when in, he it came was in. nice. That was nice. It's good. Huh? I mean, I, I had a lot of free time during the World Cup, so I was just I was just hovering about most of the time anyway. So, um, so no, it was not always good to see Crozo. And I think, yeah. as Cruz said, like you you build bonds and friendships anyway. Yeah. And you know, a lot of sort of our group, Cruz, are, are you know, there's not many left really. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's you're looking at the squad and you're thinking, yeah, there's a couple still in there now. Will they make the next one? I, I don't know. You know, you can't, mm. you can't write off anyone. Uh, and I'm certainly not going to, not going to suggest that, that they can't, but it, it is like, you know, there's another one mm. goes and another one retires and another one, you know, whatever, maybe doesn't get picked. And you can sort of see that, that, that core group that we had some great yeah. years together playing is, is yeah, slowly sort of, you know, but that's that's the transition of a team, right? Yeah. That's that's it's only natural. And like, there's always someone who felt like I always think I don't know when when I leave in Sarah's, and there were like others maybe who left before us, or like, and you always think, oh, you're not going to replace him, but someone else comes in. You're always like a, a young guy, and I think I was in camp last night. That like you you see the energy and you see these young guys, and they're fucking massive as well, mm. and like they're decent players, and you see them performing on the weekend and. It's just life. Life rolls on, doesn't well, it? It's, it's, it's nice. There's, yeah, a, there's a younger, nice thing about that. Yeah, but they're younger as well. Like yeah, that's yeah, the big difference. Young, yeah. As yeah, I, I was looking at Manicello for Italy. I was like, oh, what's he? 25, 20, it's twenty five, twenty. It's twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Twenty one yeah. years old. I'm thinking yeah. he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And then with your retirement, Young Z, was that you? Were you, were you pushed out? I mean, most cap players who have ever done it. One of the best players who've ever done it like how does that work Mad, in your some mind career, mate. thank you mate. Thank, yeah. thank you lads uh do you know what i just was always really clear about i played the autumn in 2022 and i nearly at the end of that autumn was like i'm done like i nearly why i was just maybe not enjoying it to the level that i should you know like and i never felt like that but i did the autumn and we'd played I think we'd lost, we'd lost to Argentina, we'd drew with New Zealand mm. and then we'd lost to South Africa quite convincingly. And I kind of came away from it and I was thinking, you know, am I still doing this for the right reasons? And, you know, I had a bit of a reflection Then obviously things changed and then did the Six Nations, uh, which I didn't, I played one game in Six Nations. So I kind of was then back at the club and all that. And it was, and then the World Cup was sort of in sight and, you know, you then get picked in the training squad. So I obviously went for it. So, but I was always very clear that even after autumn where I had a bit of a like, oh, you know, we're a year away. Can I make it? Have I got it in me? And all that. And then once I sort of like reflected kind of a week away from camp, because camp can be intense yeah. and it's grind and you yeah, kind of yeah. come away and you think, okay, I should never think clearly now. Um, I just always felt like Jim, like regardless of what happened at the World Cup, like that was going to be it for me. Like, and Courtney was the same and Johnny May was the same and you didn't know whether you were going to go or not. So if you didn't, it just would have just ended, you know, I would have just, 
well, I wouldn't have had to call time on it because it would have been called for me. But um, I was always very, very clear. And then that last week, Steve um, obviously told me that I'll be playing. Uh, and then I told him then, informed him. She said, oh, thanks, Steve. Um, looking forward to it. But just to let you know, this will, I won't be playing again. And, you know, I'll be retiring after this game. And, and then we just had a brief little conversation, uh, which was nice. And yeah, like I said, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell anyone before that. I just wanted to, like a couple of people knew. I'd spoke to Kevin Sinfield about it and, and Alan Walters and uh, a couple of my teammates. But by and large, I just kept it sort of, you know what I mean? And, and then, yeah. But it was nice because I was very, very clear. Probably like mm. you, Cruiser, like being over to, to cool time. Yeah. You know, and and it was definitely the right thing, Jim. Like, I, I couldn't say like, you know, that, um, you know, when when's the right time? But for me, it felt right. And I was really content with that. And I, and I feel, you know, watching now as a fan, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't feel mm. any like oh I wish I was out there or you know like well, bitterness you get a lot of lads who will yeah. retire and they're pissed off and they want the team to lose and we've had chats yeah. Yeah. with people you know when you've been dropped or whatever yeah, and it's yeah. like oh I want the team to win no no you fucking don't there's something really quite peaceful about calling it yeah. on your terms right mm. and as you said like you know driving away in the Mondeo <laughs> like, do you know what I mean you knew but you thought you had one more game left right mm. and you didn't so do you know what I mean oh, I'm, I'm happy I was happy and now I'll just do the club stuff Yeah. have you had time to reflect on it because I mean, so what was it? What cap did you finish? One hundred and twenty-seven. One hundred and twenty-seven, mate. Yeah, that's a lot of days. Yeah, yes, a lot of days. How, have you calculated how many in a, ho in a hotel? It's like it was spanned into years. Right? We did, we did actually. Funny enough, on uh, Monaco's for the love of rugby, we did calculate, and over three years I spent at Pennyhill Park, and then we worked that's out nice. what we cost the RFU. <laughs> I love that. Half love a mil, five hundred grand <laughs> each on room bills. Worst yeah. investment ever, and that didn't include the club sandwiches either. So mm. <laughs> I think it's about six hundred. Club sandwich got but sneaked yeah. for other people. No thanks. I say it's just, yeah, it was nice being able to walk away and and, and do that and and come in the third playoff, um, coming with a bronze medal, which was, you know, we had a good route and it worked out. How it worked out. I'm never going to shun that. That was you know nice to finish with a medal and. To, to finish up internationally with um, with that was great yeah well the route's the route right everyone talks yeah, about the World Cup route like you, it is, as players what what can you do yeah. well, well, you, 2015 we had a horrendous pool mm. the pool of death and didn't get out 2019 wasn't much better the pool and then we had Aussies in the quarters and then New Zealand in the semis and South so like we had yeah. a terrible route that's why almost I tip my hat to Africa more than than ever with this occasion because their, their, their pool was the pool of death Mm. Then the quarterfinals, the set like to win it how they did. I know Three one pointers. It, that's mental. But it's, that's but it's crazy, right? It's great. They the margins, yeah. but it's just you think, wow, like you you've done it the hardest way. Yeah, that semi final was unbelievable, mm. unbelievable. The England one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could have gone. It could have. Oh, it could have gone the other way. Just how comfortable you were in the in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Great was a buy thing. into a plan. Eh? Like, well, and a plan yeah. that had been rinsed by everyone yeah, and, yeah, yeah. in how you play. And I actually said before the game, I was like, I'm telling you now, England can win this game. Like yeah. the way that they play, the game plan that they've had throughout the World Cup where the fans have been booing and people have been talking about it. This is the plan that will can beat yeah, South yeah. Africa and the, the the makeup of your team. And it was it was class. The What was so great was that the plan was extremely... I suppose it's not simple, but it is very simple. It was minimum it. rucks. It yeah. was, you know, ball goes in the air. Like, don't give them much to hit. And it was, you could buy into it quickly. And I suppose the biggest thing as well was the weather was pretty rank. 
Mm. South Africa just come off the back of beating France and that emotional high to then try and get themselves back up, which we had something similar in 19, mm. having beaten New Zealand. Zealand comfortably, yeah. And like you're kind of looking at it and it's like, hang on a minute, like we execute this, it mm. kind of stacks in our favour. And the longer the game goes on and it's tight or we're ahead, the more they feel this burden of like, mm. oh my God, expectation and oh my gosh, we might actually lose this. And and we kind of got them into that state. But, you know, let's let's the boys did an unbelievable job at executing, but equally we had it was the perfect time to play them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It was the perfect time to play them. What's the stress like in that moment? You know, when you're in it and it is so close. Um, I was, I was, I was in the stands, but it was like horrendous because mm. you're watching it and you're watching everything unfold and you can see it and you, you, you got a perfect view of it and you're thinking like, just, and you know what's like, you know, uh, you know the game plan, you know what, you know, like, what, yeah, you know exactly. what, what, what we need to get out of it. And you um, just you are watching it and you're thinking, then there, Coley and Marla came off. And then they put their replacement scrum on, and mm. and they, you know the bomb squad started rumbling. Well, the and momentum momentum had shifted, shifted, shifted massively. Yeah. Schneiderman comes on, and you're just looking at it thinking, lads, just play the game yeah. down there. Like, just don't want scrum, so don't go contestable kicks. Don't try and win it in the mm. air. Just, and we didn't quite adapt, and that and the rest is history. But um, you know, kudos to them for for doing what they did. And but equally, you you come off and you see your team, and you know, I was just really proud of the group. Like, I was genuinely. Mm. Super proud of the group. I was hurting, but I was proud. Um, and as you have that weird feeling after, like, mm. I was, obviously I've got some good teammates, uh, good mates that play for South Africa, um, with obviously Jasper Visa and, and Andre Pollard, and Pollard's just kicked the kick. <laughs> and I got on really well with him. I've just like, Such and it's that thing kick, of like, man. well done, mate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't speak to me. Yeah. But but yeah, 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 let me call yeah, off for seven week, days and yeah. I'll be in touch. Yeah. But yeah, what a kick, yeah. Unreal. Yeah, yeah I was with Andre. I did a, one of these slow walk and talk. Yep. interviews with him and chatting about what a lovely bloke great guy really really I mean 10 out of 10 looking bloke as well not that it matters but lo like a lot of the South African lads are like I said we were talking about Stephen mm. Kitts so once you break them down yeah, but just phenomenal rugby players right that's like Deeks at Leicester when you were struggling a few years ago not that he rang me for any kind of advice but he kind of did he said well, like, what do you reckon I said mate you need to bring in some Saffers as in hard robust mm, like yeah. we know like the yeah, south yeah. the south african lads who came at saracens as well yeah. and you can build a game plan around them exactly like, that's, that that's pretty simple yeah. you know what you're gonna get yeah, yeah. and simple um, yeah you can definitely like it's, it's sale so effectively have tried and done that montpellier definitely you know mm. apart from your, the signing with you <laughs> we had vinyl <laughs> olivier some flimsy scottish lad <laughs> thank you for calling me scottish george where, where where do you what is your alliance where do you, who do you want to be right now who are you Scotland till I die, mate. Yeah, I live in Edinburgh. So, oh, because you tatted over that English tattoo. No, that it, was, you... it, it wasn't. It wasn't English tattoo. <laughs> you had an English was, rose on your no, arm. No, it was Jim. a tulip. It was a tulip. <laughs> Prove it. It had oh. thorns on it. I, hey, they never warmed to me. The Scotland crowd. They did in the end. The Scotland crowd did warm to me in the end. Yeah. Where's your Where's your share price with them at the moment? Like they're, they're loving you, or I think they've warmed to me now. I gave yeah. my body to the fucking team. To the thistle. To the thistle. Oh, how funny it. was that clip the other week that popped up, mate? <laughs> me running around. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the hole. <laughs> Actually, that oh, wasn't my. He skimmed me on the outside. I was bodyguarding. Dude, Youngs has gone round. Clip me in this clip and but, sent it. And Jim is literally like running backwards. You know, and I'm running around him. Mr. Gilmore. Yeah. You know that that wasn't my fault. That no, is the outside defender. Dog leg. It's it was a dog, a dog leg. leg. It, it was actually a dog it leg. left you. It left you out there. But I came back and blitzed someone. But I'm Scotland till I die. I love yeah, Scotland. Yeah, no, big time. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. See it through and through. Do you do you feel it's a bit now or never for Scotland? In not in terms of like they haven't won a Six Nations. 
like they have got a golden generation in terms of like obviously Hogg's gone now, but like Russell still pulling the strings, looking unbelievable. Mm. They've got a very good style and the way they play. They've got Ireland at home, have they? We have got France at home next week, and we've got England at home. England, and then we've got Ireland, Ireland away, away for the Grand Sunday Saturday's Day. But like, do you, do you feel like it's? Do you know what I mean? Like if they don't do it, a bit, soon, oh, it's, it's now. It's, it's now, it's, isn't it? Especially oh, yeah. after the World Cup and. Like I'm quite close to the game and watch a lot of Glasgow, Edinburgh and want Scotland to do well. The World Cup was an impossible challenge, right? And everyone thought it was going to go the way that it did go. I thought against South Africa, we were very good. Against Ireland, we were nowhere near it. We struggle against power teams. That's notoriously has been our Achilles heel. And we chatted to Dan Bigger on the rugby pod with Goody. And he said, I said to him, like, what do you think about Scotland if you're Wales? And he's like, there's no plan B. That's what he said. He didn't mention the power. We spoke about the power. He said, there's no plan B. So yes, we play this awesome style of rugby, almost the polar opposite to how England yep. have gone and won things, yet we've won nothing. Okay, so yes, you can go in the stadium. We score brilliant tries and the overs pass that Finn's put in. For, for Hugh Jones that we saw against England a few years ago and like Blair Kinghorn when he gets in his flow and Duan van der McMurver as well, the three-legged man scoring brilliant tries. But we don't win when it really matters. Like we've got big games in us. Like we've beaten England recently. We've beat France during COVID. We've beaten South Africa a couple of times, beaten Australia as well. Never beaten the All Blacks. But in big tournaments, that's the thing. So I don't know how people can take us seriously until we do that. And you, now it's now or never because mm. you look at the teams that are in transition. Like I look at that England team, and I'm having to research like different players, like you know, really nail down because they're not rolling off the tongue now because they're new. The same for Wales. I didn't know five or six of the Welsh players. I'm reading Shanks about this, so I'm looking at the Welsh team, and we were 27 nil up at half time. I mean, I didn't think we'd be 27 nil up, but what I'm a like mad second half, crazy. But that is the Achilles heel. Yeah. of Scotland yeah. isn't it like, I'm there with Kelly Brown watching it I'm like this is 2010 yeah. all over we were 10 points up with 4 minutes to go or something I was like this is Scotland here play a great brand of rugby can score tries but fucking shoot ourselves in the foot but now like, especially where it is like we can talk a little bit about France as well they don't look anywhere near the same without Dupont we've got them at home France were <sighs> yeah I just they remind me of France of old there. exactly I could not if I was yeah. playing them this weekend and I was doing analysis I couldn't tell you what their strat was you, you go off the back of what they'd done previously but mm. they looked like they, they looked lost mate. I think emotionally drained because of the World Cup I think the expectation and that you the burden saw, is still yeah, on them yeah. the burden's still on them no DuPont like he's obviously massive for them but we've got them at home this week and then we've got Italy away and Italy looked loads better didn't they as well and we've got Ireland for the last game on Paddy's Day where probably Ireland are on for the Grand Slam, right? If yeah. you look at how they played. But it's now or never for Scotland because you look at what's coming through. We haven't got a huge amount. It's not like England. It's definitely not like Ireland. We don't have these youngsters. We have to go and people joke about it and be like, oh, you know, you've got Duan van der Merwe on the wing. He's not even Scottish. We know there's a shift now. You look at Roots, for example. He's a Kiwi, right? Mm. Yeah. So we've got to go down that route. We haven't got front rowers coming through. Mm. A young lad came on at the weekend. He's like fourth choice at Northampton or something. He, he gets capped. So we are battling on that front, but we've got a generational backline. Mm. Like Ben White, as you know, is a good player. Yeah, gets the ball like he's lively. Gets the ball in mm. and out. Speed of you know they play his tempo. They, they play with speed, right? Exactly. Um, but you look at Ireland. Look pretty formidable. I think that cohesion. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Arlen have this, you know, they all play together at club majority mm. and, you know, they're, they're, they, they look well over. But then equally, I look at France and think, oh, that's not the French, that's not the France I know. Yeah. You know, at the weekend, it really wasn't. Mm. Um, they were miles off. Yeah, Did you watch yeah. it, Cruiser? Yeah, yeah. They, they, like, they just went to, back to France of old, as you say, like, pick and go, pick and go. But they've got these power athletes. They've got such good athletes. And they can be so... They can turn it on, like, within a second, you can be under the sticks. It, it, it's just... It's like, that, that, Latina, that, yeah. that bound together. Like, again, to your point, Ireland get that. Throughout, they've been sort of... A lot of Smith still comes through in, in how they were coached and, and sort of the the detail side. I think French just looked like they were lacking a lot of that mm. detail and, and and their type of their type of their type of team that not maybe don't necessarily need the out and out detail because they've got these like massive massive players who can who can do bits pretty quickly. But like you do need some and obviously Dupont not being there and that's just lacked a bit yeah. of detail. I thought well details are one and an island. Like I, yeah. you, I rugby pass posted the picture, but I mean it was just one that I posted out. I think it's twenty games now, might be nineteen. But I think it's twenty, won every game but one, yeah, won every game but yeah, one, and it was that quarter final. And they are, I mean the World Cup. That's you talk of Achilles heel. I don't know how you ever, how you ever overcome that. I don't know, but they're that phenomenal. Will, that um, and I can only talk on my behalf. And George, obviously, you might be the same, but the 2019 final, like, I still think about that a lot, like, a lot. And I remember Eddie always said to us, he was like, boys, because he'd obviously lost one and won one at that point. And he was like, you won't remember the one you won as much. It's the one you lost that will haunt you. And you kind of didn't, you didn't realise that until you lose one, and it mm. does, it stays with you. So those guys will, that that will, they, I don't think they'll ever, that will always be there. Mm. Like, I, I still think about it every so often, and it's, it's a strange thing, isn't it? Because yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> happened for four or five years ago now, but it's, it is, it's kind of, yeah. that's a big obstacle. And I, I suppose if they go on and win the Grand Slam, it kind of, it uh, certainly makes it easier, but it, but they'll, you know, those some of those guys won't get another crack at another no. one either. It shows you how good they are though. Yeah. They, they yeah. come back like, and yeah. play the way that they did. And I, I, there's, a, look, I'm a bit jealous with the setup that they've got in Ireland. Mm. You look at the players coming through, the systems that they've got, the amount of yeah. money they get paid, yeah. like the, the highest paid players in the world, and rightly so, they should be. They're game unbelievable. The amount of game time on the their way bodies, they're, 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 well, they're well looked after. There you go. So they've got a well good managed. Yeah. They get the tax relief yeah, as yeah. well when they f- finish playing. I was trying to explain it to the, the missus. I, I didn't explain it very well. But yeah, like yeah. You, you're classed as an artist if you play in Ireland. So if you're an actor, a singer, theatre, an athlete, you get your a load of your tax back so apparently Brian O'Driscoll got like 10 million or something got a check through the door saying there you go 10 million sure there's a bit of spice on that uh, unbelievable but yeah what? So, so with Ireland are they as good as we're kind of talking about when you play against them like what is it no they are good um, you know I was, the biggest thing is their ability to have a huge amount of options and shape in condensed areas so I suppose attack, the, the fundamentals of attack is you want momentum and you want speed of ball. 
and they get both very, mm. very often. And how they get that is the tightness of their shape and they just carry and the cleaning is so aggressive, low, and the ball's just there on a the plate. Gibson Park is honestly just there, boom, playing, picking up short sides, throwing it because the ball is always available and that comes from their shape. And on the back of their shape is they have the ability to play short and long and move it. And, you know, just, I just, and they're just clever. I mean, the first line out of the weekend, uh, not the first line because I went to the corner, but the first attacking proper one, they go to a five-man lineup. They go off the top, they hit Keenan Doris, right? Who then chucks a 10-meter pass mm. off his left hand that then goes to the uh, sort of that 13 channel because Jalabert's then defending at 13. They run a little Brumbies, which is a, a, a center and, a, and um, they put another back row short, comes out the back. They get into that sort of seam. Second phase, Jalabert's gone back short side. They've gone face ball in front of two two forwards, straight to Bundiaki, who's between the 15 mm. and winger mm. seam, right? Inside ball, blah, 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 try. And everyone looks at that and goes, you know, oh my God, you know. But actually, they just make it look so simple, but it's taken like great analysis, right? This is where we're targeting. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get over to this channel. Ramos closes early. And it's just it's just clever, man. They're just clever. Yeah. Just a so, lot of moving yeah. parts, but my God, they can all execute and, 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 and make good decisions. Mm. You can do that after... Like, you know, Doctor, when you started off, say, with Sarah's, you, you have maybe 15 years ago, you have a group of players and you need to build a base. And then as you keep that group of players together, the longer you can keep a decent group of players together, the more you can layer on, like it might be this tournament we're going to put this move in, this tournament we're going to add this type of shape or whatever it is. The longer you can keep those players together and if you're well coached, you just start levelling up across the board. And I feel like that Ireland's a product of unbelievable good detail but also like um you know a system that is very much probably two clubs so everyone sort of knows in and in and out sort of what's going on but also just keeping the players together for as long as possible and that's a product of decent pay opportunity and, and so on and so, well looked after well, yeah, and well looked after yeah so you could you it, could it name the Ireland team you could name yeah. the Ireland like is in for the last four years you could name the Irish team so the consistency of what they've played mm. at and right and when you look between 16 and 19 under Eddie, when, when we had real success, you could pretty much name the England team. Mm. There was, you know, and you can't, you couldn't necessarily name that right now. Like you could have a rough idea of the England team, but you couldn't really name it. Wales is the same. Scotland, you could pretty much name it. You could, and France kind of, because I thought a few lads of theirs had retired and they've come back out of retirement, like Taufi Fanua. I know he didn't play at the weekend, mm. but he'd, he'd retired after the World Cup and Antonio had. And yeah, I thought Winnie Antonio and I, did as well. I didn't so, pick that up until. But again, Yesterday. France for years used to not be able to name that. You couldn't, it was anyone's guess who they mm. would pick. So I think that consistency, as Cruiser says, like they've played so much together and they just, you know, they just, they are well drilled, well coached. You can just tell it. Yeah, well, tell. well, that snapshot of analysis you gave us is great. I mean, obviously I'm not picking up stuff like that. I'm just, I've got my head yeah. focused on the skill set of some of the forwards. But mentioned Saracens, I remember, and this sounds crazy to say, right? And well, maybe it doesn't because you watch me play. I went through a professional career and I couldn't pass a rugby ball. Like, as in a two-on-one, a five-metre pass at speed, that was like, I'd dream about it, as in a worst nightmare. I couldn't fucking pass. And my shoulders were fucked, I couldn't tackle. So <laughs> you were touching my rib when you came in, weren't you? It's like bald, you know, I used to tackle <laughs> my chest. I was holding one of those, like, uh, man bags, you know? Yeah, turns exactly. Out, turns out it's his rib. I thought it was a defibrillator strapped to me, but it's a rib. So I used to tackle with my chest. So I made a career on being unskillful. But when I was at Saracens, and this sounds crazy to say, 2016, every Monday and Tuesday, we started doing, as forwards, wide passing, right? So we'd go in the gym and we'd come out and do wide passing. And it was hilarious watching 
some of us. I mean, Cruz, I was the right. backs literally would line up and get popcorn and start clapping. Start laughing if you pass. Yeah. I could, couldn't even fling it out left and right. Ridiculous. The skill set now. I mean, what, what's that? Seven years ago, yeah. and we couldn't do it. But then, once I retired and I saw Saracen started to evolve their game, and guys like Cruzo, Maro to a degree, but a whipping passes like left and right. And you look at I look at Doris like he, in my mind, is a carrier, right? A bull of a man gets over the game line, physicality, mm. stepping contact. But you're right, it's passing and the level of skill that these players have got now. That's why it comes back to the initial thing: how skillful an athlete. Rugby players are an island like this. Is, it's a kind of that's a snapshot, I think, of what and how good rugby is. No, I agree because uh, how many eights can actually do that? You know, there are there's there are some obviously that could, but you know, you've got to have a move and you could think, right, that's how you break him down. You get to Jalibert at 13, and you know, right, well, how are we going to do it? We need to have a fireman, right? Well, who's going to chuck that pass? And it's like, well, if you haven't got the skill set to do it, it's thinking, <laughs> well, we can't do that then. So that one's out the window, but they have. And I, I, I really think eights now have they influence the game the mm. most, like they can. You know, you look at the best, like Ardi Savir, you know, even Dwayne Vermeulen. Um, well, finished. Jasper well. Visa. Um, he goes well. Seen Do- Keenan Doris, who is good. unbelievable. Yeah. Doris, I think, is unbelievable as well. But, like, you know what I mean? They have a order. Uh, like, list goes on, right? But these eights are so influential in these games. And I think he's he's key to Ireland. He really is a uh, Well, that's why. Player. You mentioned eights. That's where Scotland, we've got Jack Dempsey, played for Australia. He's just come back from injury. Good. We've got Matt Ferguson as well. But do we have that token pole of a number eight? You know what I mean? As in, and that's where when England were at the best, you had Billy. Yeah. You know, you had Billy, and he was probably the first name on the team sheet. No, I agree, and it's it, they influence the game. You look at like they do. They genuinely come up with big moments, and big moments could be a jackal, big moments could be a carry, but they do like the best teams have brilliant eights that have an influence on the game mm. and they have moments you know when you go back to a moment and you think momentum change there who did it what was the eight like severe man like Jesus mm. well that was Wales at the weekend Aaron Wainwright yes number eight got man of the match they don't give up do they Wales that, I, they, they hang don't. in there man. they yeah, don't well yeah levels. so uh, we had RG Snyman on the pod and we had Dan Bigger was with us and just threw away a comment. RG like, who are you scared of, mate? He's going around ripping shirts off. He said of fucking <laughs> all the players when he's pissed. It was like, mate, who are you scared of? Like, what's the team? And he said the All Blacks. So I'm not scared of, but who's the physical contest? So yeah. naturally the All Blacks, as we know. But he said Wales. He said Wales. He's like, physically, they don't go away, do they? And I know, like, you can look at that. That's not a fluke. Them coming back into the game against Scotland mm. isn't a fluke. But England got them this weekend, Cruiser. Confident? Well, what's the contortions to sustain? Like what you're saying from the outside, they don't go away. Is that the he- is that the headline? You don't need to get give too much. Get out of here. They've got Alan Wynne Jones as a consultant. Have they? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh, would no, do. No, no, yeah. You would do. He might be in. Talk to us about Wales. So England Wales this weekend. Give us an yeah. idea of what it's like playing against. Oh, you're them. you're a commentator. Let me, let me I'm not commentating. You. Are you not doing that anymore? I got I got sat by ITV. Eesh. Yeah. Yeah, finally found you and Clive. Good to find out. Yeah, they got some good talent. You and Clive. Yeah, me and Clive together. <laughs> Clive, Clive stopped it. He stepped down himself. Um, yeah. I, I say, yeah, I don't know. I'm in this alternative media space. Yeah, yeah. I'm much Crazy. more comfortable. You don't need it anyway, Jim. You, you got. You I'm got plenty, happy. You got plenty of things going. Oh, what I'm have you got? What you got going on? You got the big gym show, obviously. Yeah, the obviously. one and only. You've been listening to it. Yeah, big time. Jasper Visa was sat in your seat. Yeah, as well. Yeah, you were listening to that one. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. Luke, yeah. Tom Stoltman were here as well. Um, the dream is to for this to grow. Yeah. Obviously, the World Cup stuff was class, doing the pitch side stuff. Yeah. It was yeah, just... 
You, I've seen some really good bits from you, and that's not yeah. me sort of. No, it's like, nice of you to be. You nice. know, this is a love hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. You love yeah, me, I no hate, hate you. Like <laughs> it, it is very love hate, but I, I've seen some good bits. Yeah, no, I'm loving it. It's yeah. not an easy road. Yeah, I bet. You know, like it's not. And what's the di- most difficult bit? The most difficult bit has been breaking down the old school mentality of the way things that are done in rugby from yeah. a media perspective, from an access perspective. I've been doing this for seven years. So me and Goody did the pod, started off talking about Dixon and Bush and very loose, very <laughs> lad banter, right? It was almost like an alter ego. It was me when <laughs> so I was 21, 22. Yeah, we're getting into okay, that later, perfect. yeah. But we started that process before. And as you know, like when we were at Saracens, I did a show called Don't Mess With Jim. So we were pitch yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. I interviewed Cruzo and Jamie and all the lads, and we put it out on YouTube and it got 300 views. And then I've been at Rugby Pass doing all these things. I did a behind-the-scenes doc yeah. at Leicester with yeah, the yeah, Academy did, yeah. when Jack Van Poorfleet, George Martin were coming through, Freddie Stewart as well. And, I don't know, getting laughed at. It's you a know? stepping stone process, right? A stepping stone, but also making mistakes. People laughing at you along the way. Like, as in, you'll get people like talking about, oh, your podcast, fucking here they are, a bunch of jokers. And I'd take it in and be like, everything I did was very intentional. Yeah, like, I yeah. knew where the space was. I knew where the void was. And also, I'm not like your stereotypical rugby player. Young, as we know, as a young lad, like I hadn't come through a system like that. Joking aside, I fucking weren't that good at rugby, but I could get stuck in. And I loved the lads and the athletes. And I used to like look around and I'd be like, fucking love it. Like, as in, you look at the athleticism. And again, to go back to NFL and NBA and UFC and all these different sports, which I do really like, the growth of the sport didn't lie with the product on the field. Mm. It was everything else around it. And doing that Don't Mess With Jim Masaris and doing the podcast, I was like, we're missing a trick here because mm. you've got some of the weirdest, most wonderful, greatest <laughs> yeah. athletes yeah. from all walks of life, yeah. massive human beings, yet we don't know anything about it. And there's this big push now, and I don't mean to sound negative on this, and I don't want it to sound like I told you so, but you see the Netflix doc that's come out now, there's a, a desperation that this big collaborative approach by all the unions and all the players and they're pushing it out and it's almost like this desperation, like, look at us. I think authentically we could have done it a different way. And by doing stuff like this, like just having a chat with the fucking lads and, Mm. you know, and giving insight and stuff like that is the way forward. But for me, the World Cup was the big shift. Yeah. Because I nearly... Left. A shift in terms of, like, you got more access? Well, I, I was going to leave rugby, so I had a job yeah. at Harley-Davidson lined up. I was like, I've done now. I do the rugby pod, yeah. and I need to go into something else. I like rugby, but I don't love it. Mm-hmm. And my, the, my boss at World Rugby, who bought Rugby Pass, called James Rothwell, brilliant bloke, really smart guy, sees the game how I see it, knows where the growth of the game lies, right? He understands that. And the kind of one thing, in my mind, having children as well and look at how they consume life and sport and media and entertainment and stuff is trying to find our cultural relevancy so how do we compete with music how do we compete with movies how do we compete with other sports in what they do you look at formula one grabbing the attention of people around the world who don't even understand anything about formula one probably don't even watch the whole race we drive survive what they've done And, the, and it's almost a bit of a circus, right? I had Lee McKenzie in here. She follows, she does it all. She's like, yeah, it's yeah. a traveling circus. Unapologetic about what they are. And I said, if I get an opportunity at the World Cup, this is what I said to my boss, I'm done. I'm not interested. He said, but if you could do one thing. I said, mate, get us pitch side. Get us in the changing rooms with the lads like they do in the NRL. Mm. Some of them won't like it. Some of them will. The fucking fans all love it. 
I was like, bring in celebrities who enjoy our game. We saw the guy at the weekend. Yeah, What's yeah, that? How do you say his name again? We're going to put it on the spot. He was the baddie uh, from... The God uh, Spider-Man. No, the, the Goblin. From, yeah, Goblin. The Green yeah, Goblin. The Green Goblin. Yeah, that's, that's his name, I think. Green Goblin. Yeah. That's his name. He was he was there at the game. I know in rugby, yeah. and you know as well, like being there, you'll get the celebrities come to the game. Daniel Craig, like J.K. Rowling's yeah. been at them, Henry Carvel, Superman. Ed Sheeran's been. Ed Sheeran, Beckham. Niall Horan, Beckham, yeah. uh, Mbappe uh, was obviously there for, for the opener. Jason Momoa loves the All Blacks. He's got yeah, an exhibition yeah. game being played there. Um, Javier Bardem was obviously pitch side with him. Rita Rora, Taika Waititi loves the All Blacks as well. A couple of name drops there, mate. But I have to. <laughs> no, you have to. Of course. But you have to. Of course. Then this is what I mean. It's like for me, that's going to draw the audience. Because, so good. Because they're there at the pitch so side and they are like, holy shit, it's the yeah. All Blacks, it's South Africa, it's England, yeah. it's Scotland. Like Gerard Butler comes in and he's got a Scotland shirt on. It's like, this is fucking Brilliant. insane. Yeah. And I was like, if we can get them yeah. closer to the pitch yeah. and bring the fans in closer, which unfortunately for the world is social media, then we might then move the dial. To yeah. make the game more commercially viable, more interesting. Make it cooler. You cooler. know, if, like, if Jared Butler wants to be, be pitch side. There you go. A lot of people who think he's very cool. So Javier Bardem loved it that much that he wants to get involved in Spanish rugby. Oh, really? Whether that's investment, whether that's just profile, that's what that's the game so needs. Yeah, right? yeah, it does, so Jim. Good. It does. And that's one, one of the reasons Self and Coley done ours is we want to we wanna grow the game. We mm. want to engage people. We want to give them uh, insight in terms of mm. what it's like to be professional. We want to have humour with it. We want to laugh. Of course we do. We want to be serious when we need to be serious. But we want to just get people talking about it, enjoying it. Because you're right, Jim, for so long it's been done, no, this is how we do it. And no, you can't have access to that. And even even the doco, right, it's, it's limited access, isn't it? I mean, they've done a great job in trying to like jazz it up. But you don't see that much because no one's willing to... Mm-hmm. to be, I suppose, vulnerable and go, right, I'm going to put myself all out there and you might get dicked at the weekend, right? <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. there giving the tactics and all that and it takes a confident, I suppose, environment and coach to go, right, ego, have full access to me because I'm going to be that good about what I do. But people are craving it. Like People want, like, you know the 1997 Lions? Th- people love that it, up right? 100%. People love it because it's all access. But you'll never get that again now mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. someone goes, for the benefit of the game, mate, Part of the agreement. Come is. in, come in, yeah. and I'll sit in coach's room, sit in selection meeting, sit in and out. Like, come and see the lot, fill your boots, yeah. and then you'll get people. Mm. Oh yeah, this is good. Did you watch the '97 Lions doc? Yeah. You seen it? You've not watched it. Cruise it's an a epic, casual mate. fan. It's an epic, mate. The '97 Lions living with lions is what made me fall in love with rugby. I, I, I weren't a rugby player. It's quite a powerful back then. Big, powerful. Hey, Scotland would never have got me. But it did, mate, you no, look sorry, at the I'm access. No, no, yeah, mate. But that. but me and many other yeah. people as yeah. well. Yeah. In a very old-fashioned world of rugby, which it was back then. But people still talk about it to this day. Mm. And you look at the access the South African team gave to Chasing the Sun and what they're doing. Like that's you, you need drama. There needs mm. to be dra- drama, entertainment, and. Yeah, so we're 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 obviously scratching the surface of what we can do, and when yeah. when one team does it, yeah, gives that full access, and they right? See the deck of cards, yeah. the rest will all do it. Yeah. It's yeah. just but that, who's going to be the first to go? This, this it's one, I think. Race. That's happening with this one. Are they filming in one now? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I th- I, th- I thought they were because I saw some yeah. cameras in the Scotland. Oh, they're doing it again, room. are they? And they've all, I think they've all people have followed in. You know, like your Mercedes and your Ferrari from mm. the, the second season. Uh, of Drive to Survive like I think people are leaning into it a bit more there we go Cruz that's some great insight from you but you need you need that Jim I agree with you mate until 
until it grows, until you get all that, and, and, and you say, you know, you're there, you need to be able to have all this access. Like, you know, I know that um, they ref uh, mic'd someone up the other day, didn't they? Yeah, the, uh, Which, Stephen Lovatura. Brilliant, mic up a couple. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, get, like, how can you, cool. and do trial and error, like, but, if people bother by it or not, but you don't know until you try yeah. it. Like, I'm almost exhausted. Talk. I don't even talk about that stuff, man, because I mentioned that before. Like, I was talking about, you think, Andre Parlard at the World Cup semi-final, that kick against England, and his heart rate is up on the screen and throughout the stadium. It's not silence, respect the kick, I'm a bit up rogue here, so you might feel differently. You can hear ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. You can see his heart rate going yeah, and little, people are screaming. Thing. So you're building the jeopardy of every moment, yeah, every yeah, single yeah. moment that brings fans in. Then it's commercially sellable. Yeah. You sell that to a Red Bull and you'd be like, mate, you can own that moment where Andre Parlard is about to knock England out of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, exactly. The Red Bulls like that. <laughs> the room. Mother, mother Pops. It adds, as I said earlier, it's the consequences. That's yeah. what people love sport. It's of the course. something's on the line. Like yeah. things that add to that drama of it because mm. you want it to be a dra- you want it to be entertaining, a drama and all that. And there's so much scope, man. There's so well, much there, scope. and you're doing your thing as well. And you get people saying, Oh, who needs another rugby podcast? You know, like that's there can be the general yeah. consensus in there. I'm like, hundred percent we need another rugby podcast you've got the most captain England player ever you've got a 48 year old dinosaur who's been around the block doing it like Haskell's doing his Marla's yeah, doing yeah. his what's what's going to be the what's like the what do you got themes theme yeah the narrative the, narrative, the narratives yeah. the, the, I suppose the biggest thing for me and Cole is we're both still in it yeah um the other thing is we can be insightful in terms of like we want to be able to be quite insightful in terms of analysis but we're not going to be breaking down premiership games we'll be breaking yeah. down European games we'll do bits of the Six Nations for sure but like just old stories and rugby and you know get involved we want the, the, the fans to get involved questions and all this sort of stuff but the biggest thing is like Jim says really is can we get engagement can we grow the sport can we mm. bring um, some insightful information but also be humorous can we kind of share what rugby is and what it's given us and and get people to go do you know what like Sounds a bit of fun, this sport, or yeah. you know, I like to get involved in that and essentially do that. And as Jim says, like there is plenty out there, and you know, we're not going to try and reinvent the wheel because a lot of mm. what what what's done right now is is very very good. But you know, we'll just kind of do it our way, which is Coley's <laughs> cynical bastard, but but great fun, and and we'll, we'll have like a bit of fun it. with yeah. it. Yeah, good. But the thing you didn't mention one thing, and this is the humility as well that you've got. What's the biggest? positive and benefit that you and Coley have what's the gold what's the main thing you need God, you have to help them more yeah. audience yeah of course but what do the audience want teammates they want access. Players, access mate you've got yeah. access yeah. you two of the most two of the most respected players in the England team as in and you know what it's like yeah no it is and, and that, that is a big thing because you can call upon lads to go you know will you jump on and we want we want it to be to this state where actually lads want to come on do of you know course. what I mean it's like I'll sit down with Lenny and, and Coley and we'll just have a laugh, you know mm. what I mean? And, and and do that. But you're right, the access is is there and that, I suppose, relationships, a lot of them are already built through mm. years of playing. It's a hustle as well. As you look at it oh, like, yeah. A, yeah, yeah. you know, if you do look at it like a business, like I don't, like I do this because genuinely, I love doing it. It's, it, it's a different thing. You know, you both seem very comfortable doing it, but it is a different thing thing in our sport is to sit in a studio and, mm. and have a crack and open up like you're not in a studio mm. but the authenticity and the hustle that it takes like anything like if you want it to go well and want it to to grow 
and the authenticity and did I say authenticity? No, you're right, because <laughs> even the first the first episode we recorded, right, Jim, I, I was like, even though I was just chatting with Coley, right? It felt like I was maybe in front of the media. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And by by three or four, like we were really really relaxed, but it's sort of it takes it's a big shift. It, it takes it, a big yeah. shift that mind because for so long you put in front of the cameras and all that and. Cruz, you know yeah. what I'm like around camp. Like, hey, I'm a bit... You and me both. But, like, have a like to have a laugh, right? Yeah. But, you know, I couldn't help but have... You know what I mean? So it, it will take some adapting, but um, it's going to be fun, mate. I'm like, do you know what I mean? I'm just looking forward to it and see where it takes me. And like you say, Jim, I've, I've similarly... I've always had a bit of a, a bit of a passion for chatting. And what, what's <laughs> this? Chewing the fat. So yeah, what, what's the... What's, <laughs> you talk so... It's like... Let's get a coffee and sap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good at that. I should. Jim is fucking good at that. Rubber stamp the sappuccino. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, started yeah. it. I mean, that seems a consistent trait with all podcasts. Have a moan. Yeah, but who doesn't moan? Everyone like moans. Ash, he's, right? he's got a podcast, right? Who? Ash. Oh, BBC does BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's he serious. That's straight laced. How funny is Ashley on TV? Sounds like he's Alan Carr. So Kyle. good. Mate. Voice has <laughs> completely changed. So he's so pale. Hello. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. He's a brilliant human. Ashy. Yeah. He's a lovable rogue. So much time he is a lovable rogue. Like yeah, good he, way of describing him. Yeah. I've yeah. seen him put, put through a glass window by one of the lads before. Yeah. There was glass was everywhere. The that was at the Christmas party. <laughs> After he's pissed on my coat, it wasn't me who put him through the, the window. But you can't not love the bloke. Like you think this bloke is the biggest. I don't know. There's a lot of people who could absolutely hate him. Yeah, but when you actually break yeah, him yeah, down. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you're somewhere near his inner circle, then um, yeah. To know him is to love him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's one of them, like lovable rogue. That's it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing like more. He's sort of like the one of the one of the guys. Like you can call him a bell end, but yeah. if anyone else did, you'd be like, hey, yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. No, no, you can't do that. <laughs> like you know what I mean? You 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 can't do it. He's a good bloke. You can't yeah, say yeah. that. Like, but you can because oh. you know what I mean. It's, he's a good fella. A space for everyone. So what is it going to be like? What's the strategy? Maybe you're not doing this, but is it video, audio, bit no, of both? No, it's audio, Jim. Um, and it is. What, I mean, Coley's done me dirty by going back into camp. So Cruiser stopped picking him, mate. And then I can have my have my buddy back to actually record with but, good reason uh, not to yeah exactly um so no it'll all be audio uh all downloadable why can't he sorry to cut you off why can't he be in camp and do it why can't he do like the travis and jason kelsey when they're in the middle of an nfl we, no we can't season we can do remote recording we probably mm. can one big issue is that is and cruise it i know this sounds ridiculous penny hill park wi-fi yeah it's good you know why <laughs> might be better now because, jim surrenders what the no, honestly might be better because um Luke Houndick, he's not playing COD till yeah, three in the true, morning. Yeah, that's true. But it's uh, it's not downloaded. He's got like he had COD. honestly he had this uh, he had this like super server thing which would hijack the Wi-Fi and all the all like the analysis guys were livid because their Wi-Fi just kept tanking every time like he it comes would. in. But it hide it fully hijacked the Wi-Fi and he'd be up playing Call of Duty. He was number one in the world at what was it? You'd be mid-stroke and a fucking cut out, mate. <laughs> Luke Houndicky, the lads are stroking, <laughs> and there's nothing because he's playing COD. He's a loose, loose goose. Yeah, he's again, loose brilliant goose. human, great human. What a and player! This is the what, actress, right? what a good, good player! And this good is player. the thing as well, Jim. Like you, you mentioned earlier, and I totally agree with you. Is how do we give a platform for lads to come on and show themselves the way that we know them? Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Is how do you? It's tough because it's, it's it's that's the thing. It's it like is, breaking down do the you, fact that, and you, that's where that relationship yeah. myself and Coley know each. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, we know the lads. It's like you know, hopefully when they're sat with us, yeah. they feel relaxed enough to know that it's like this is now. Like just just chatting, yeah. mm. just chatting. There's got to be the trust that like you yeah. know they say something probably that goes a little bit too far. That yeah, you just cut obviously out. that doesn't make yeah. yeah so just cut out. But, but yeah, you need to get. You should have been down with. I'd love to have seen him when he was down in Exeter and he had a he had like a horse and he'd like. 
He'd take it out to like the local bit of grass and, and stamp it up. Like you that a video of like that? Like a jippy, <laughs> jippy. No, like a, a video of that. You know, getting into the into the, the guts of uh, what he used to do down there. That that would be. Like he'd be my favourite player. So much Luke Cowndick, no teeth, like chopping <laughs> lads, like motherfuckers, like literally just yeah, yeah, chopping yeah. them down. Like you when we talk about, hard, bo- when we, you know, when you talk about bodies yeah. being ruined. Yeah, yeah. Dicky's body yeah. is going to be absolutely. Yeah. It's going to well, be wrecked, isn't it? The yeah. way he plays, you can see Pure that. He is, he is, yeah, aggressive, abrasive, a bit like Mudos. Really, mm. got no regard for his body. Like, yeah. good character as well, though. Good yeah. character. Good yeah. Guy. Like not, not the same as everyone else. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's a good lad, not like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, a bit like an Ashy. Mm. Lovable rogue. Lovable rogue. Right. So give us an idea, Cruzo, on Wales then, because we need to do a bit of rugby, don't we? We've got to, um, we've got to service the fans. What, what, what's, what, are you, what are you saying? So when you've played against Wales before... I thought I distracted you and taken you off. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to put you on. So I've got some ideas about Wales. I'm a, yeah. someone that has said, oh, you know, Wales are struggling this year, like it isn't their year, and... I always talk about this one specific because it was 2019. I was like, yeah, Wales won't do anything in the World Cup. Like, they're just the profile of the team, the age group of their team, the form going in. And they made it to a semi final and nearly beat South Africa. Mm. But England have got them at Twickenham. Yeah. And if you speak to any Welshman, any Scotsman, any anyone, you speak to anyone yeah. playing England in so London, it's it, it yeah. it like the must win game. That's what it is being English men. I'm a quarter English. We're all English. But that's what it is. Like everyone wants to fucking beat you, yeah, and yeah. you've got Wales coming after that crazy game at the weekend. Yeah, what's it like as a forward playing against Wales? Um, I mean, to the point where we made before on them, like they, they don't give up, which is, you know, it's it's like sometimes you want a you know, sixty-minute mark, you kind of want that team to give up, um, and and they definitely don't. So that's that's quite that's something that you got in the back of your mind. Um, but yeah, like look, they they run a lot. They keep the ball on the field a lot. They like all the things you, you know, are very obvious. Sort of Gatlin's played for the last ten years or so. Uh, they all sort of ring true still. Um, and you know, you know, you're gonna they're gonna work you. Um, I'd say as as an English guy, like you know, playing at Twickenham first home game in the campaign for us, you know, like a fairly decent young young team that we've got uh, new caps and so on like pure excitement i think um i think i think there's like a the world cup we did well you know we did well there's no doubts about it and i know we talked about the the group and stuff but did really well um and i think there's just a, a a good opportunity a good chance to to really like get the the fans on board play some good rugby uh, and put a bit of a, a stamp you know if you Play Italy, you win it. Play Wales, you win it. You, you know, who knows where you can get to off the back of that. So, um, yeah, I think just I think the, the overriding thing would just be excitement, like a good energy, good buzz against against a side that, you know, like I said, doesn't give up. Yeah, because people talk, keep talking about this excitement and energy as mm. players, young Z, When you're in the World Cup and there was booing in the stadium, and again, it's been spoken about. Obviously, everything around Faz as well. Do you feel like the fans? don't quite understand the way that England want to play? Or do you understand why they would be booing with the way that England play? And you're part of that, right? Because you're box yeah. kicking. So you're yeah, the right. one at the back of the ruck. It's the long ruck. And then the ball goes up and it's like, oh, fuck it now. And we understand as players the reason why you're doing that. Right, yeah. I, well, firstly, I don't, think, I don't think, you know, I don't think that any team deserves to get booed. And and, and almost, we England were the villains of the World Cup, right? Like That's why it felt like we were sort of, 
uh, every team wants to beat you and uh, you know you're not popular nation as such and it became like this narrative and this sort of like a bit of a circus and fun for fans to turn up and boo and you know what I mean be part of that sort of create this sort of villain um, you know England play the way they play and it's effective and not necessarily easy on the eye and I, th I know there's been a lot of chat about England want to be more um, entertaining and all that and stuff you know like that doesn't just happen though so I know there's been a lot of, lot of noise probably out of camp coming out saying you know we want to play and we want to you know expand our game but like I think sometimes people think that they're going to play like the Barbars this weekend. They ain't. They're going to mm. play whatever the way needs to play to beat Wales mm. because suddenly you're two from two with two weeks leading into the next game, right? And I think the entertainment or the style of play comes, you don't see it now, but you've got to start sort of building them foundations, right? So when England play Italy round one to where they play end of the tournament France, like that's when you that's when you kind of have this discussion of like where are England really at. I, I can't tell you right now, but there's a lot of good, good, positive um, noise coming out of camp, right? Which they're obviously working on it and trying it. And I, and I saw the ball gets the edge more at the weekend, and I was impressed. And I sort of felt very, um, I suppose, enthusiastic after the game about, yeah, that's good. I can see scope, but it, it's it ain't gonna, Jim, it ain't gonna be this weekend, mate, where mm. it's suddenly zinging around. Do you know what I mean? But there'll there'll be more, and then the following week, hopefully more again and more again, and it, it's like a long, long pro. Attack's the hardest thing to get going. But why are they changing then? So if it did work, if it got you to third place in the World Cup, it got you to put a performance in like you did against South Africa. Why is there the need? And I know you the profile of the players. You've got a lot of Northampton players in there. Big change. Yeah. You've got a lot of Quinns players in there as well. But why do you need to start zinging it about? Not zinging it about. It's it's about being more, I suppose hold the ball a bit longer, go a few more phases, potentially not even take a risk, but just be able to be comfortable on the ball, which we haven't done. But if you look at the players, the players have all got the ability to do that. So I think, you know, the, do you pick a team that suits a game plan or do you create a game plan with the team that you've got? Mm. So you look at the England team that they've got now, the game plan would suggest or suit that team and those individuals more if it was a bit more expansive. So I think... It has to. Do you know what I mean? Also, it's you can't get away from it. it's an entertaining business and all that, yeah. and you know tickets and, and all that. So it needs to be a, a product. But that narrative, they probably need to shift that narrative, and you know because of it sort of being being highlighted. Um, so there's probably a little bit of like drip feeding that into the media of we're doing this, we're doing that. But you look at the team and you're thinking we've got the team to do it, and that team would suit playing a bit more expansive. So therefore, I think they'll do it. And I saw it at the weekend. So. Um, you know, obviously Marcus is injured, but you know he could come back in. You have got George, and you know those guys can play; they can mm. move the ball. So it'd be, it would be, it would be wrong to not utilize the strengths that England have, which traditionally was forward pack dominant. You know, mm. ball goes in the air, and you squeeze teams right. Well, actually, you haven't really got the biggest of ball carriers now, so you kind of you have to change the way we play. Mm. I don't know if I've have I answered the question. Yeah, there, you Jim? have. Yeah, you have. Do you know what I mean? it, uh, about the players, are you allowed to pass judgment on? who you'd have in yeah are you at that stage of your career the biggest thing for me um yeah like but the biggest thing for me is those guys at the weekend all got some minutes under their belt and all played a test match right and there's italy improving but there's bigger tests to come and, and it starts this weekend against wales i'd just like to see the same team go out there again mate and just mm. get another consistency do you know what i mean get another game under their belts and play because to england to evolve right and to play and and and, and become more of a uh, 
two or three ways of, of winning the game, right? Then those that team, and we spoke about Ireland earlier and the consistency mm. of their selection and all that, you, you know, you want those guys to play and play and, and kind of then get hold of it. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd just like to see the same team take the field again and go. And then suddenly, you know, you beat Wales. You then got two weeks leading up to Scotland, um, which is going to be a very, very hard game. You know, they've had our number over the last four years. Yes. But, and you know, you're four, you're four it, weeks into camp. You've got two games under your belt. You're leading up to it and it's... So that, that's, that's, that's what I'd like to see. What about at 10? I know Marcus is injured for this week as well. I'm a big fan of Finn Smith. I'm yeah. a massive fan of Marcus as well. Obviously, George is yeah. playing 10. He's got 92 caps or something. Hell of an experience. Struggled a little bit in defence against Italy, like Moncello was coming down that they channel. They were coming down that channel, weren't they? Like, of course they were. Like, fucking... You would. You like, would, would. like yeah. Brex as well as a massive centre, and they, the game plan was great. But at some point, they're going to have to double down on a 10, right? I think, and this is only my opinion, but you look at the greatest teams gone by, okay, I know it was a bit of an anomaly in South Africa with Manny Labot going off and Andre Pollock coming in, but it was between them two. But every team has a 10, right? As in, if they're going to go and win something, the 10 is their best player, generally. Do you have an opinion on who should be in that position, young C, going forward? Because Finn Smith has, has blown up in the Prem, right? Yeah. Marcus does what he does. He's been playing at 15 ultra skillful, probably hasn't made the mark on international rugby because he's not been given the opportunity in 10. Jersey, it's a topical thing to have. I don't know how comfortable you are. No, it is. No, no, absolutely fine. I, I, I look at it and think who you pick at 10 probably tells you how much they really want to expand their game. And that's, that's you know, you can read into that what you want. But mm. like, I look at George, who is a phenomenal test player, and I look at Marcus, who probably hasn't had the run yet to to sort of, I suppose, make it his own, right? So it depends which route you want to go with. So do you want someone that's... Because to put someone in, sorry, right, to put someone in like Finn Smith, to put someone in like Marcus, they are going to take time and you might have to wear a few along the way, right? With George, you know what you're getting. You're getting an unbelievable, consistent distribution, kicking game, like... The biggest thing that George does as well is lead throughout the week, right? And he leads and he and he demands and he trains and all that. So, you know, th are those guys capable of doing that to his level? Probably not yet, but they'd have to be given, I suppose, the reins to go do that. So, yeah, I, we're blessed with 10s, aren't we? Mm. It's weird, like we're blessed in some positions with, like you could pick any of those three. And then in other positions, you're like, are you having like, it's hard to know, you know what I mean? You could change every week, so... But uh, I don't want Marcus. I think he's going to be out for a while. I think, I'm guessing. Yeah, I've but. heard that as well. So you know, George has been there, done it, and he's a great. I thought he played very well at the weekend. And Finn Smith can now sort of almost drip, get him 20 minutes, get him, get him 15, 20 minutes after games, and see how he goes. And Marcus, I think, was playing very, very good. So it'd have been interesting, mate, to see who they'd have gone with for mm. the first game. I haven't who, really, I haven't really answered the question. Yeah, about who do you think they would have gone with? Like, if they wanted to play. Because everything's pointing towards Marcus, right? So yeah. Faz is not there. No, Marcus well, played, the Marcus mean, played yeah. 15. Marcus played 15 against, against um, in, the, in the World Cup. Not so. against South Africa, though. No, no, no because Freddie South was Africa. awesome. Samoa, wasn't it? Yeah. Samoa, so I think... Um, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor kid, that photo is so funny. I think I think they'd have gone with Marcus. I do. I think they would have, mm. I think they would have picked Marcus at 10. Um, and then George, I, I should think, would have benched and then come on and, you know, be able... Because he can play both. George can chase a game. He can close a game out. He's 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 a uh, he's a master of of many different trades when it comes to to knowing the game inside out. So I think that's probably what they'd have done, um, and yeah, and, and done that. So as I say, I, I just want to see 
as a fan now, an England fan, like you've got a, a crop of youngsters coming through. You've still got the blend of experience that's going to help them youngsters. I'd just like to see the same team go out and, and, and expand on what they what they did at the weekend because with every game you get better in the Six Nations. Like the same England that you saw round one ain't going to be the same England in round five. They're going to be better mm. uh, as are France, as are Ireland. Slightly, slightly scary, but you know each team is by the end is you know they're sort of almost flying really. Yeah, it's about momentum, isn't it? As well, like this is the tagline to say, but no one will remember Italy, no. and Wales. With all due respect, if you're into the third game against third game against Scotland, yeah, yeah, and then you're you're into that, and then you're on for a a grand slam. The thing with Wales is, I think this weekend they're coming to Twickenham, and essentially they'll look at that. I think as a free swing. Like I don't think that they will fit. You know, I Gats. I think will be very much taking all the pressure off them. We're going to go there, and this is how we're going to do it. And you know, all the pressures on them. And you know, the Wales, like you say, Cruiser, they never go away. They hang in there, and they've got enough individual brilliance and flair to create opportunities and then so I, I think it makes for a great game because they're kind of England and Wales they're both no one really knows like where their ceiling is yet and mm. and so it's, it's going to be a good good shootout really yeah and then I look at England I look at the forwards right and again you go back just a few years ago Chris when you were playing you had and you could name mm. the pack you could almost like nail down like you'd, you'd have Marla or Genji at Lou said you'd have Jamie, a hooker with Dicky, yeah, like yeah. Dicky was on mm. fire as well. Like tight Ed would be up for debate, but Coley would be wearing that jersey yourself and Marrow in the second row. You'd have Billy at number eight. You, the back rows were were awesome. Whoever you'd have at seven and six, Courtney at six as well. Yeah. When I look at England now, I'm like, who is the one? Like, who is the one mm. in that kind of pack? Like Marrow is getting back to a little bit of form. Like when you're looking at, I know it's difficult because you're a consultant now, but there's some quality players, right? There's some yeah. power athlete. Ben Earl's obviously coming through. He's brilliant. Roots was good at the week. I don't think he was man of the match, but he, he was good. And mm. Marrow's still in the team. Jamie's captain. Marla's playing. Genji's getting back from injury. Like, is there anyone that we should be talking about? Like, who, who's leading the charge in that pack? Who are the ones? I mean, what? Ethan got man of the match at the weekend, didn't he? So, yeah. I mean, he, like, He's got a lot of fight about him. Yeah, well, he used to be a fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I he's, didn't realise that. He's, he's, um, he's got yeah, interesting story. I think he's he's um, he'll be good for for England going forward. Um, you think he could be in there long term? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm. yeah, he's like a he's a big boy as yeah, well. He's a bull, yeah. Um, you know, you're also missing Curry, Genge, and so on. Yeah, so I had a bit more there. Um, but like, there are they're at they're at a point where they have they've had a bit of transition post the World Cup, which is very natural for. For people to retire, um, and yeah, they'll be they'll be sussing out who who's going to be the next one. I think lucky with like someone like Ben L coming through is you know from from where he was a couple of years ago to to where he is now, and he just looks so full of confidence and he's a proper player in terms of statistically wise. Like mm. you look at what he puts out, his output on the field and meters per carry and all those sort of things. It's you know turnovers. He he is a he's a very strong player. Um, and a player you can sort of continue to build stuff around. So, yeah, I'd say they've got a nice balance of old and old and new uh, in that in that squad. Um, and and yeah, like it, it makes for a proper exciting game on the weekend, as you said there, younger. Like and and especially with the the Wales, the two packs. Like they've always I remember coming at Millennium Stadium, you know, always scrapped and always sort of like inside that pack battle was 
Like, yeah. Ferocious. Well, the two sevens, like, I'm a massive fan of Sam Underhill. Yeah. Massive yeah, fan. Yeah. Not yeah. just me. I asked Sia Khaleesi, yeah. just, yeah, I don't he's... know if we got it on camera, but I said to Sia, like, who are the best, but you know, like, you ask, you ask these headline questions, like, right, who's the best player you've played against? And who do you think, like, the best players in the world are right now? He mentioned Sam Underhill. Mm. This was before Rassim went to Bath to play. If Sam wasn't playing, he was injured. He got man of the match, didn't he? Not that it matters about yeah. man of the match because you get random people choosing them, but he got man of the match in the third place playoff. I, I'm, I'm with you, Jim. I'm a unders is a phenomenal, mm. yeah. phenomenal seven. And if Which if I was to name one of the one of the like the best team I've ever played with, he would be in it. Really, he would. I, I think he's. I love the way he play. I just think he's class. Yeah. yeah. But I think coming back to the England stuff as well, just briefly about the pack is one of the reasons I think they're talking about this expansive game moving it is if you look at it. We're not blessed with ball carriers. So it was nice to see Roots have a bit of mm. dynamism. Yeah, yeah. Benny Earl is obviously a dynamic carrier. In a different way. In a different way, yeah. right? But he's great in like wide channels and moving the ball. So this is what I mean. You look at the tight five, we're not blessed with ball carriers in the tight five. If you know, if Genji plays, you are, you've mm. got one. They're not they're not like, you know, not gonna run through brick walls. Yes, they'll carry and they'll, you know. Yeah, but they're, but they're not, not like a dance. Yeah, they're like not a like yeah, at the weekend. exactly. So, and I think this is why England at the moment is 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 this why I'm intrigued because you look at it and you think that's your team. So do you t pick a team that wants to maul, brawl, kick, scrap for everything, Amen. play this pressure game, or the team's probably not suited for that, right? That's, so that's you, why I'm asking. So that's yeah. why I think you have to expand it, and that's why I think mm. that they're going to have to move it more, be a bit more, move away the uh, point of contact, get to edges, go a bit more in phase. Like Scotland, they're not blessed with ball carriers, mm. right? So they play this game and it suits them. Ireland aren't blessed with ball carriers, but what they have now got is this shape. It, they have got ball carriers, so I'll correct that. But their shape's so good and tight and their breakdown's so good that actually the guys that maybe don't carry as well get better carries because mm. they're getting little holes and they've got off speed of ball and the defence can't come at them. So as I say, I think, yeah. And, and this weekend is Wales equally aren't probably going to beat you up physically as a pack. Mm. You know, they're, they're going to fly in. But, you know, it's not like playing France. And I think when England play against these big teams, that's when it'll be really interesting. Have we got, which we play later on in the tournament, you know, how how much has our attack evolved yeah, so that we can actually manipulate? Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm trying to get at, yeah. Is, is we play Ireland, I think, France, last two games, mm. is has our attack expanded? And that's when we can really look at England and go, right, they've evolved and they're moving the ball because like I say we've got carriers but we haven't got abundance of carriers mm -hmm. let's wrap this up Chris I'll go with you first what does success look like for your England team as consultant and then who do you, I know you're not watching huge amount of rugby at the minute are you watching all of them or not I've watched all, like, the, in, like, I've watched all the Six Nations oh you do yeah, okay yeah. so yeah, you, well, you can pass opinion one of the best yeah, I've yeah, ever yeah. done it like who do you think is going to go all the way if not England England Firstly, yeah, um, I actually do believe that. I, okay. I, I think we've got a good team, mm. um, and are you weren't looking for scores this weekend. No, we don't want players. Who cares if the scores? Um, six three still be. A I reckon it will be England. Uh, it will be France, and then it will be Ireland. You think Ireland's going to struggle third? No, no. I thought you were talking about games this weekend. Who wins? Them. Oh, okay. Sorry, you naming down. I was about to say, is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going. So you think? So you think France beat Scotland? Yeah. And I feel all right. Ireland beat Italy. I'm going to put it out there before you go, and it, this might come back to bite me. Yep. I think France are struggling. I think France struggle this Six Nations. Mm -hmm. If they lose to Scotland, and there's a good chance that they do, no, I think they do. I think. Do you, not, do you not think there'll be a bit of a some sort of like 
You know that. You never know that. I well. think they've got them. They're the Latinos, they aren't they? Well they don't either. travel well. Yeah, There's yeah. no Dupont. He, by far, is their best player. Yeah, I don't know. I know they got a red card. Paul Williams had got red, yeah, two I, yellow I cards, that, a red I card. That, I think that did more damage than what people give. Yeah, them. I don't know. And Ireland was so good, but I did yeah. the same as you. I'm watching the energy Amazing. and the way that they've rocked up to that game, and it was like, holy shit. I might be wrong. Be a, I think, I've, I've gone off that uh, basis that there's going to be a reaction. Okay. Scotland come out of the blocks. I'm telling you now. You pick a little scab of France, mm. and I'm, I think Scotland win. I do. I agree Soft with you. Belly. I think no, no, no. I think I do. I think Scotland win. I think France. Everyone's expecting a reaction. You can't guarantee it. You know, Scotland's Murrayfield's a hard place to go and play. Like it's tough, and Scotland have pushed France and mm. won. And they're, they're like a bit of a nuisance team for them because yeah. the way they play. Yeah, so we I did can, really well against them away last year yeah, as well. I think and, we got a red card. And even but... in the warm-up game, World Cup warm-up, they yeah. played, you know, I, I think I think Scotland win that. I do. I think I think England beat Wales, England beat Wales, and I think um, I think Ireland put Italy away pretty comfortably. Mm. But I hope I don't want it to be. You know, you want Italy to be competitive. And, they are. You know, they are now. I reckon, no, no, they are. Better, yeah. Um, so maybe the emotional high of Ireland at the weekend. You know, maybe they can't reach the same height. So Italy make a game of it. But Ireland win, Scotland win, England win, and at the end of the tournament, if France lose this one, right, England go their last game. French might be absolutely had enough by that point. And you're suddenly going to start to France. Uh, sorry, it's in Lyon, isn't it? Mm. You're going there and you're doing the job. So, mm. um, but look, there's, there's there's big games coming up for sure. But uh, I think it's a great tournament. I think it's you know we're it is a good unsure about so how England and Wales are potentially going to be come yeah, the end yeah. latter stages. There's a lot of expectation of France. Like if they don't go right this weekend, I'm not sure where it leaves them. Ireland will be very good. I think Scotland, you know, being at home and obviously coming to that last game, I, I just think it's it'll be a great tournament. It'd be hard, it's hard to mm. hard to say because some some teams we're not. We haven't seen enough yet to decide where they'll be in the mix. Right, let's wrap it up. Give some shout-outs. Youngsy, to your show. For the love of God. For the love of rugby. For the love of rugby. New yeah. show, myself and Coley. Bit of fun. Get involved. Um, no, it's, it's a little journey for us and insightful and humorous and good fun. And love you to uh, to have a listen. And Jim, in fact, I'd love you to come on at some oh, point. Come mate. on, I'd be honoured to. So where can you find it? Spotify? Yeah, Spotify. Apple. Sorry. Yeah, Spotify, Apple. YouTube, um, not on YouTube yet, but Hard it will be. It will be. It will be. Get yeah. going. You need but, to get going but we're going to. We'll be on all platforms. All you know. Download, subscribe, get involved, have a listen, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. You absolutely will enjoy it, Cruiser. You got a podcast coming out, or do you want to chat about four yeah. or five just quickly to the millions? Go. No, no podcast. Um, just a dietary look, plan. If, if you want to, if you yeah, <laughs> if you're looking to support your local club uh, and also. Uh, have some good quality vitamins, uh, head over to 45.com. 45.com. Get yourself some vitamins, but also donate one to a, a club as well. Yeah, I should have been in five, involved in 45. I was 23, but I should have been involved. 419, yeah. 419. I was a 19, not 23, of course, not a back. <laughs> right, that's awesome. Let's wrap it up. See you in a bit. Cheers, Cheers mate. Legend.